If you're driving, please remember to use your car's Bluetooth speaker while listening to the AM Drive. Sports talk is not worth your safety or the safety of others. Thank you. Happy 90 Minute Monday to everyone in the sports universe. It is November the 1st, 2021. This is the AM Drive on 12 on Sports. We are live. For Aaron Crouch, I am Michael Carbellis. Aaron, how are you doing, sir? I'm doing well. It was a fun, another fun weekend in sports. We had a lot going on and uh, some good, some bad. I know we're going to get to everything we can in our 90 Minute Monday here, but... Um, I just, uh, you know, there's some some things we're going to talk about that are kind of grim and uh, just don't want to let to overshadow a lot of the excitement that we had this weekend. There was a ton of excitement. Follow us on Twitter personally at Aaron AM Drive or Mike and not or and Michael Carvelis. Also, AM Drive TV on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram and TikTok. Okay. Aaron, so many of us run a a podcast or a small business, and it's hard spreading the word. You want people to check it out, but will they? Nah, most likely not. I think nine out of ten business cards end up in the trash. Well, it's time to grow with Popple. P-O-P-L. No more begging for views on a website. No more, hey, check this out when you get a chance. Popple is an easy-to-use, but high-tech digital business card. Get your Popple using the code AMDRIVE. Set up your links and share, and you'll get 20% off by using that code. People you share with don't even need Popple. Again, when you buy your Popple in keychain, credit card, or even pop socket form, use the code AMDRIVE, all caps, no spaces, for 20% off. Aaron, any last words on Popple? Buy it. Help us. Help them. Save Thanks. money. Yeah. Okay, Aaron. Now it's time to get to one of my favorite things, and sometimes my least favorite things of Mondays, our best and worst of the weekend. Aaron, what is your worst of the weekend? We can get this out of the way first. So my worst of the weekend actually extends here into this Monday morning because it is kind of breaking news right now, and it would be an incredible shame to see if this is the case, which does seem that way, if usually if they're making this much uh, of, a, of a Yahoo or brouhaha about it, it's probably true. But Derrick Henry is probably out for the season with a foot injury. And yeah. um, it's, it's just incredibly sad to see because I know I've been saying this for the last better part of two years that like eventually the wheels are going to fall off, but I didn't mean it like this. <laughs> I didn't mean it like this for Derrick oh Henry. Word. If this is true, and it looks like it is, Derrick Henry, one of the most exciting players right now in football, he's must-see TV. And uh, for him to be out, it just shows you just the physical toll of football. And uh, it'll be it'll be a big loss to the NFL. Uh, it'd be quite unfortunate. And it would hurt the Titans' chances because they are looking really good in that division and, and in that conference. Yeah. The, and after the big win, I wear this Colts hat in shame today. Why in shame? Because because we we were up 14 nothing our defense once again got exposed and i know their offense is really good but we had so many chances to win that game and we just couldn't pull it off and it was a game we needed to have 
I don't like that we can tell when the division based on this because they might completely fall off the rails because that's their that's their guy. Mm-hmm. If football's a one man game, then that is their one man. Just terrible. But still, it's rough for. It, I feel sorry for the Titans. I agree. Yeah, I mean, I feel sorry for Derrick Henry. You know, you just it's it's crazy how how a career and you know you never know how you come back from from something like this because I mean, what are the running back? What does a running back use the most? His feet. So yeah. you never, you just never quite know. Unreal. My worst of the weekend is this kind of ties into the World Series talk, which we'll get to next. But the Atlanta Falcons, because there was a World Series going on, I could have swore half their stadium was full. And I wish I would have checked the ESPN app to see what the what the actual attendance was. But I'm pretty sure it was about fifty percent. And I understand the Falcons were not great this year, but it's football. And it just it was a shame, although for the first time in its history, apparently all five major sports played on the same day, which is kind of cool. It also kind of sucked for the for Atlanta Falcons because I'm not saying they would have beat the Panthers, but man, that looks so rough. You knew everyone was going to that Braves game and spending their money on that Braves game. So it kind of lined up bad for the Falcons in the spot. What's the fifth major sport? Golf? It was like it was MLS, NHL, NBA, NFL. Right, the big four, and then and then MLS is what they're saying. Yeah, pretty much. That's all. Yeah, that's all. MLB. Yeah. Oof. Do we? I mean, that's 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 a debate for another show. But do we really believe that the MLS is the fifth major I was, sport? That's what I meant. Like it's just like five. This is the first time it's happened, so that was kind of cool. Fair but enough. no, it's just terrible that it had to happen like that for the Falcons in the same city that they're trying to win the World Series. Oh. Well, and what is your best of the weekend? To, to be fair, to wrap up your worst, the Houston Astros were in the World Series and the Houston Texans couldn't f- p- put people in the stadium either. So, uh, Fair. Yeah, D- di- different reasons. But hey, best you know what? Houston Texans fans, I'm mad at you because you didn't go see the best wide receiver in NFL play. And he, and he, and he looked good again. Uh, my best of the weekend is Mike White, the video game character. Wow. 400 and 420 something yards. What, three touchdowns? Did he catch a touchdown too? He catched, he got a two point conversion. Yep. It was a two point conversion. Yeah. Um, Mike White and the, uh, and the Jets beating the Bengals one week after the Bengals curb stomped the Ravens. Isn't the NFL just awesome? It's pretty spectacular. It's, it's um, amazing how the Jets can just beat the Bengals like that. No big deal. Any given Sunday, but it, it was definitely in full effect yesterday. Um, my best of the weekend is you're kind of gonna kind of gonna wonder why. Like this, there's no way in heck this is my best. Michael Johnson, the adopted son of Turner Sports Ernie Johnson of the NBA on TNT crew, passed away. After his battle with, I believe, cancer. Oh, I forgot what it was, but it was some terrible disease that he had. I don't think it was cancer. But anyways, I love the outpouring of, of respect that was shown by NBA players and like NBA in general. Because it really it really like puts it in perspective that like we are just watching sports here. But Ernie Johnson is like one of the coolest broadcasters out there. So I wanted to this moment to like appreciate Ernie Johnson for what he does. And it was, seems like to be a pretty cool dude, like a pretty good man, if I say, if I didn't, since I don't know him personally. But it was just nice to see the NBA pour respects out because Ernie Johnson has made this a goal of his to make this kid's life special, and he did for what it was worth. And shout out to Ernie Johnson, and rest in peace to Michael Johnson. I just wanted to bring that up 
thought it was a good little story. But a shame that he finally did pass away. Yeah, and, and didn't Ernie have cancer at one point too? Uh fairly recently, I think within the last decade. Yeah, uh, yeah, it was it was I was I was just within the last five years. Um I wish I had that in front of me, but I, I believe this was his adopted son, like some it was like some terrible like sin, something wrong with his body, I believe. Like he was like he was in a wheelchair for a while. Now he like they had to feed him basically. Yeah, it's, but it's quite, it's I don't think it was his actual son. It's very unfortunate that, you know, it's the age old saying of like, you know, why do bad things happen to good people? And I don't know his son personally. I mean, I, I don't know anything about his son, but just like you said, Ernie Johnson seems to be, you know, a guy who, you know, nobody really has a bad thing to say about him. So it's just, yep. it's, it's a quite unfortunate situation here. And I'm sure that, you know, he'll take the time he needs to, to kind of process this and grieve and kind of get over it's the right word, but get past it, I guess. And it does help when the NBA, like the first, literally the first tweet I saw was from the NBA itself. Yeah. That was just so cool. Like when the league actually just says, hey, we love this guy. We pay respects. It was crazy. Absolutely. That is a, that is a weird twist on your best of the week, but I, I get where you're coming from. Fair enough. Braves blow game five. Oh, Lord have mercy. You know, I was watching this. Okay, so I got a text of the weekend after game four. We're doing game four like in the fifth inning. All Braves. I got like three different people telling me the Braves are going to lose this game, and they come back and win it. So now they're going to clinch it, right? These fans are going bonkers. They said, "Screw the Falcons game. The Georgia Bulldogs won. It's time to win the World Series." They hit a grand slam in the first inning, and then they kept the same pitcher who had not pitched in a lifetime out there over and over until the Astros had scored two runs, snuck momentum back. Aaron, I did not watch this game after the third inning. You know why? I knew it was time for another choke. I don't know if I want to call it a choke, but Brian Snicker, what the heck was that, dude? Aaron, I don't know if you were watching that game live, but the third inning, he should not have been played the third inning. He was missing his spots in the last inning. What, why, why is he coming out in this inning? It was so ridiculous. I turned it off. I was like, oh, I'm not staying up for this crap. And the Astros won nine to five. They're they just need to win their two games in Houston. They're the World Series champions. <laughs> yeah, so this is a tough one. I mean, <clears throat> like you look at this situation, you have uh they brought out, I mean, basically brought out an opener in this spot. I, I it's so weird to see this now in baseball where like you know, Framber Valdez, one of your starting pitchers going two points here. Now he got he got lit up, obviously, with the with the um with the grand slam in the first inning. But it's just this opening, this opener madness, and it's just I don't know why it's catching on, and and I just where are starting pitchers in the MLB at this point? I know Charlie Morton has a broken fibula, but I mean I don't know, it. I don't know if I necessarily want to use the the term that they blew this. I know Atlanta sports, that's the that's the funny thing. I mean, that, yeah, there's nine innings in a game, and and if if Houston's proved anything, especially in the um, in the series against the Red Sox, like they're not out of it. Their offense is so dynamic. They are never out of it. So, I mean, a four run, you know, a four run homer, a grand slam in the first inning doesn't really mean anything in, in my opinion to a matchup against Houston. You can call it blowing. You can overreact, but there did if, I don't know if you remember after game two, anybody after the beginning of the series, I said, they're right where I, they're right where I think they, they want to be or well, not. They want to be, but I think they're right where I predicted they'd be. You got to win two out of three at home. You got two chances on the road to win a World Series title. They're exactly where I thought they would be. So 
to say that they're they blew this, I don't know if that's right, but you know what? It's going to be amplified by the fact that it's Atlanta sports. Um, so I don't know if, I, in my opinion, I don't know if blowing this game is the right term. They just got to refocus, go to the go to Houston on a business trip, and go get themselves a World Series title. I think they're right where I expected them to be. And you're the dog. This is where it is for you. And I thought, I, I thought about like your your state was like in the back of my mind that they were get two out of three at home, and everybody knew. That kind of was a thing. They just hoped that, you know, course, because yeah. because it was still three to one. It's like, wow, this is like electric in here. You hit a grand slam, and then that happens. Like, come on. Well, but I do agree with you. It is, it, the ball is in their court completely. And, and what's more exciting than winning a title at home? I mean, I've seen it this year. I saw the Lightning win a title on home ice. They didn't want to go back to Montreal and, and try to win it and win a cup on, 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 on visiting ice. It's never – Never as fun as winning it at home. All your fans are sitting there cheering for you. I agree. You know, when you win it on the road, you know, they're not obviously not cheering for you. The majority of them, they're either leaving or you're you're really celebrating in front of no one, or you're celebrating in front of people who aren't rooting for you. Or in a locker, like no. Yeah. So no, I get it. I just, I mean, I just, to try to put a, a a calm and objective perspective on it, they're right where they need to be as a, as the underdog. They're right where you expected them to be. Now, they just got to get a job done. And is that going to be hard? Absolutely. I mean, Houston is good at home. And so they're they're not they're not just going to walk in there and just, you know, just take a World Series title from them. They're gonna have to earn it. I was listening to the I was watching the Rome show a little bit of it this morning. The airs before us every Monday. And I was like, like I missed the Andrew Romanella, the guy who really hosts the show, was saying I set up how exactly how I thought it would be. Game seven for the Braves. I said, man, they better hope to God does not get to game seven in Houston. Because yeah. I don't know. I don't know if they can do that. Yeah, I mean, Dusty Baker came out and said, this is this is just all we had to do is just get it back to Houston. Because, I mean, everything, the pendulum does swing in Houston's favor. Now, the question really is, is now who's under more pressure? Is it Atlanta because of Atlanta sports and what we've grown to know of, of Georgia sports? Um or is it Houston because they're not only the favorite, but they're they've got the next two games at home? I think it's Atlanta because they you have to close this out. You blew a three-one lead last year to a, a team like the DS. You you can't do that again. Yeah, this is the biggest was, stage. Yeah, I, I but mean, Charlie it, Morton's injury might linger. This is what I didn't want to see. Is his injury is now going to start to show up? Well, Charlie Morton's not coming back with a crack. That's what I mean. So I mean. The, the the other thing is, is that it could be a storyline, you know, if what whichever way this series goes, depending on which, like the Braves were undefeated at home this postseason before that game. <laughs> chill out, chill out. <laughs> I'm telling you, it's setting up. Oh my god, this could be. I hope I, I'm telling you the the thought of it is in the back of everybody's mind. Well, these guys, besides Freddie Freeman, who really knows about the stuff? I mean, Dansby Swanson because he grew up here. I don't. I don't know. I think they, we should give the guys a chance, but man, if they blow game six. It's going to rear its ugly head really badly. Well, you know, the crazy thing, the other, and last thing I'll say on it is there was more runs in this game than there were the previous two games combined. Figures. Okay, Aaron. Um, three games. Before, sorry, three games. I meant to say three games. Right. Before we get to our um our break here, I know this one hits home for you because you were a Red Sox fan. I know it hits home for me because I'm a Red Sox fan, but you – more so than I am. Jerry Remy passed away after a battle with lung cancer at 68 years old. He's a legendary, he was a legendary Red Sox broadcaster. 
he was a good broadcaster. Um, he was every single time you saw you heard about a Red Sox soundbite, he was probably the one, and you just didn't even realize it. But dang, oh, I thought that was the sec. I thought that was the moment of silence. Sorry. No, 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 <laughs> not yet. <laughs> Sorry, I don't mean to laugh at, at this. I just oh. I thought that's where you were going with the moment of silence. Um, yeah, Jerry Remy. I mean, even when I moved out to the West Coast, still having. You know, the, the, the Nesson Sports Package and listening to Jerry Remy and Don Orsilio and um, and Dennis Eckersley, who have just I feel like they've done Nesson uh, Red Sox games my entire life, or at least the entire life that I've paid attention uh, to Red Sox baseball. Uh, it's incredibly unfortunate. It's uh, not something a lot of people haven't seen coming for a while. He I think he announced in like 2018 or 2019 that his uh his cancer had returned and like and um mm. so he has been battling treatments he's been he's been cancer free allegedly at a point so it's been kind of a roller coaster of emotions um he's definitely one of the first people you think about in terms of Red Sox lore especially listening to games calling games uh people forget he even played for the Red Sox and that's that's I think I don't think people remember that but uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's a tough spot. It's gonna be weird. I mean, he has that that iconic voice, for better or for worse. It's not a great voice, but it's an iconic voice. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's gonna be weird not hearing that. Uh, but I think um, I think Don Orsillo and, and Dennis Eckersley will do a will do a good a job. Um, I think actually they've changed. Don Orsillo has moved. Um, now that I think about it, um, I can't remember who the who the new one is. I haven't watched. A baseball game in a while. I feel like I'm so out of it. I, or a Red Sox game in a while on Nesson because they're always on on national TV. Um, but yeah. Um, yeah, it's it's a tough spot. It's a tough spot. I think Don Orsillo went out to the to, to San Diego, but it's a tough spot. He's have, definitely had some uh, some family troubles, and it just you know he gets a kind of clarity. You know, moving on here, and it's just a it's a tough spot for the Red Sox, and and I'm sure they'll they'll take the time in the beginning of the next season to honor him. Um, it's just a bad spot to come out because, you know, we're going to almost go five, six months without really thinking about it until next season when they get an opportunity to do that. They'll probably um, do like some ring of honor thing like that a lot of teams do for legendary broadcasters. Probably put his name up, like retire or some, like a, something like that. Right. I've seen teams do that before, which is kind of cool. Because, you know, they're part of the team, really. Like they're around the team. They, they love the team like everybody else does. Right. Um, yeah. Go ahead. I'm, I'm done. Good. Okay. Well, let's before we get to our break, and that was segment was presented by Popple Code AM Drive for 20% off. Um, when we come back, we're talking about all the things college football, including a high school nugget, which is kind of cool and kind of legendary. And first, before we get to our break, we're going to give our five seconds of silence and peace to Jerry Remy and his family and his loved ones. Twelve Ounce Sports has a new home for betting. BetUS.com is the official place to place your bets and support Twelve Ounce Sports. All you have to do is go to BetUS.com and type in the promo code 120Z and you'll instantly get a deposit bonus. This is America's favorite sports book. And remember, always gamble responsibly.
Every show maintains a six-way stretch and breathe. Very yeah. soft. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so now. Vice golf guy? Yeah. You want an autograph? Uh, yeah. Actually, I was just wondering if the balls are any good. The balls are amazing. You look like a pro plus guy. I thought you'd never ask. It's actually better than my old ball. And it's half the price. Top performing golf ball, half the price. It's almost stealing. Stop overpaying and start playing smart. Get your high performing golf balls at vicegolf.com. College at Fanatics.com, the largest assortment of officially licensed fan gear for more than 500 colleges. Every conference, every team. Shop now and get today's special offer. Fanatics.com, officially licensed everything. Welcome back to another 90-minute Monday here on the AM Drive on Twilight Sports. And once again, we are live here with you. It's 1021 AM Eastern Time, 721 West Side for Mr. Aaron. Um, Aaron, how's the show so far, bro? How's the show? The show's yeah. great. Good stuff. Okay, Aaron, would you like to look like a Friday night but feel like a Sunday morning? It's the dream. That is the dream. But sure, today, make that dream seem impossible. In 2018, though, the innovators at Buttercloth struck a deal with the talent finders at Shark Tank. Buttercloth created a six-way stretch mint-based shirt that keeps you cool and repels odors naturally. Nothing tops the comfort and the amazing looks. This year, Buttercloth struck their best deal with the AM Drive. To support our show and own this breakthrough line of comfortable shirts, visit MikeAndAaronDrive.com and tap the Buttercloth logo. She'll like it, too. Let's start off by the, with this Buttercloth segment by getting to 13 passing touchdowns in one game. Inglewood, California's quarterback, Justin Martin, did something that has not been done in over 100 years. In a game that ended 106 to nothing, which makes me believe that the game probably was a little bit lopsided in terms of competition. Oh, you think? But then, I mean, I mean, 13 touchdowns is one thing, but you're 106 to nothing. It's like uh, I don't know how much to put in this, but it's, it's kind of cool. California records are a big thing. Sure, I mean, it's all a bit, you know, I. I you know, you bring it up a lot. You know, I, I don't even know what to say with this. Like, 13 touchdowns. Like, at what point do you stop throwing the football in this game? That's what I, I'm like. Just if somebody just realized that like that was a record, so let's just let's tie it. That doesn't make that's, any sense. That's, that's got to be it. And I'm always a big proponent of never take your foot off the throat uh, of a of an opponent. I don't know how much I necessarily believe that in high school. It's more the NFL and college. But I mean, cool. I mean, if Justin <laughs> never pans out to anything in his college or professional career, I believe he's a USC commit. Um, if he never pans out to anything, at least he has this. What is the over-under on how many more schools you think called him and offered him scholarships after this performance? Uh, 
I would I say there's a, there's a good five to ten schools that probably offered him more scholarships. I don't know if he. I'm not, I don't even care if it's big schools, it's any schools. Well, what do we know about him? Like, is he a is he a junior? Is he a senior? Like, we don't know. I don't know anything about him. Like, if he's a sophomore, I think the whole entire country is on the phone. I mean, because uh, yeah. we have those, you know, those early commits where they're like committing in eighth grade and ninth grade. I don't, I don't know much about this kid. But if he's like one of those ninth grade commits, like I think like Lane Kiffin offered a commit to some kid back in the day, like when he was in like seventh grade, when he was at USC, like those don't mean anything. Like if this guy's like a sophomore or a junior, even if he's a junior, I think people are still getting on the phone. I would say I would tip the over under at least 10 to 15. If you're wondering why they kind of why it looks like they ran it up, it was 86 to nothing in the first half. So the majority of them, so they actually did st- probably stop doing it and said, screw it, let's just do it again. <laughs> I mean, 80, God damn, how do you do that in one half? That doesn't make any sense. Uh, you also have a good defense. Like, it, it's it's got to be a situation where you, I don't know who you played, but they were not good at, at, at putting the thing in the thing. <laughs> All right. All right, Buttercloth boy, chill out. Let's get to um Michigan here. Or well, should I say Michigan State? Because that's the big story here. Sparty rallied behind Kenneth Walker the third, KW3's five rushing touchdowns. I don't know how a team comes back running it, but Sparty found a way, and Jim Harbaugh found a way to lose again. Another big game. Yep, and like I said, as soon as I got on the Michigan bandwagon, you knew it was, <laughs> it was daisies for them. I mean, I. Oh. 30 to 14, I think was what they led, 33 to 14 or whatever it was. And um, just to blow it, like you said, running the football, they let the a team that leads the country in rushing allowed themselves to blow a lead by giving up five touchdowns uh, running the football. So it, it's, it's an interesting one. Now, you know, the question now remains is can Sparty win out in, in this spot? Because I think Sparty's got to play OSU. Now it's Sparty versus OSU. That's the big game, not Michigan OSU. Now Michigan OSU is always going to be a rivalry, but I believe in two or three weeks we've got uh, Sparty versus OSU. Um, maybe for all the marbles in the Big Ten East. And I know the marbles in the Big Ten because Iowa lost again, which we'll kind of wish we make it too. But I'm just saying, like, I don't know. Buckeyes didn't look good against Penn State. But on this game, I was, who's the coach for Michigan State now? Um, um, I per- Mel Tucker, I think. Yeah. Someone made a point that, like, I might have Paul Fine, but I don't know. He was, he's always talking. But um, I said Mel Tucker's already a better coach at Michigan <laughs> than um, Jim Harbaugh. It's like, God, for that, that that's a damning quote. But it's, I mean, how do you lose that game if you're Jim Harbaugh? You are – it's time to put your money where your mouth – like, when does he win the big game? Ever? Like, I don't – what? how high are your expectations? I know you've been an apologist for him a little bit. But how high should Michigan expectations be? Should they be as high as the Lions, or should they be as high as Ohio State's, which is winning national championships? Did you say as high as the Lions? Yeah, like his Lions are 0-8. They got blasted by the Eagles 44-6. Well, you're looking at night and day spectrums there. Lions, Ohio State. Like, I think Michigan, I think Michigan is right where they should be. I mean, yes, if Michigan won national titles, yes, almost 20, 25, 30 years ago. I asked this question and maybe there's actually real logistic, logistic, legitimate candidates at this point. But the question I've always asked is 
who are you going to get that's better? I mean, look at this spot. Michigan is six in the country. They're seven and one over or seven and zero overall heading into this game. So like Harbaugh gets them to this spot. Now, if you're expecting Michigan to be Ohio State or to be Alabama, no, then yeah, you got to fire Harbaugh and just keep figuring it out. I mean, Rich Rod, Brady Hoke, Harbaugh. I mean, Harbaugh is the best coach they've had since Lloyd Carr. So I, I agree. But I mean, I I don't disagree with you. I think that I think there are legit candidates starting to pop up in mid majors and even right across the the, uh, the highway over there. I mean, Mel Tucker, they'll never do this. But if Mel Tucker, oh. could you imagine if Mel Tucker took, I mean, just adding fuel to this rivalry, if Mel Tucker took a Michigan job? I think Mel Tucker's probably looking at the LSU job at this point right now. But, um, oh. yeah, it's a tough one. Every, you know, they keep asking, oh, this is the end. I mean, the guy's lost one game. And and, and I agree. I don't think anybody really had Michigan up there either. So that's a good point. It, this is college football, though. You know, you start getting all hyped up. I mean, look at this. They beat Washington, who's turned out to be, you know, <laughs> dog crap niu i mean northern illinois rutgers wisconsin nebraska northwestern i mean bunch of shoe brands is there a really a reason to get hyped up these are the games that do matter and the thing is i think it's more over dramatic when they do lose a close one this was yeah they blew the game this is a tough one and i don't think they're going to beat ohio state this year and they still have penn state on the road like there's still a chance they're a three loss team this year so i get the frustration but does it matter if what if they beat Ohio State and Penn State? Is this still a, a saved season, even if they don't go to the playoff? Oh, if they win the Big Ten, though. Well, if they win the Big Ten, they're going to need Michigan State to lose to one. Actually, both of those people, both of those teams, because the hmm. Michigan State still has. I mean, Purdue could could play spoiler. Michigan State still has four teams left in the Big Ten: Purdue, Maryland, and then they go back to back at Ohio State, and then home versus Penn State. So. Theoretically, Michigan State still has to lose two and Michigan winning out. Now, can that happen? Absolutely. But if if Michigan State loses to Ohio State, I believe Ohio State's in. So actually, Michigan might be in a tough spot here. Yeah, well, let's get to the Buckeyes then because we're kind of talking Big Ten here. Buckeyes hold off Penn State. Um, Nothing flashy in the numbers game. But what was flashy is that Penn State kept this one kind of more close for then maybe Ohio State and Ohio State fans wanted. The score was like 34 to – it was like 37-23 or something like that. Like it, was a, it was a closer game than what it should have been. 33-24, yeah, it was a close game. I mean, it, it, yeah. if you're looking just straight on the line, then, yeah, it was a closer game than it should have been. But um, Sean Gl- Clifford and company, they're just not ready to give up on their season. Now, is it over? Most likely. But they're just not ready to, you know, give up on it. They still have some "quote unquote" Super Bowls to play, and this was one of them. And they, hmm. they, they gave it a good shot. I mean, you're right. The Buckeyes are rolling at this point, and they've still got the two Michigan teams uh, really left. And it's, it's that's that's always the crazy thing about the Big Ten East and the Big Ten West. Um, I mean, you're looking at it. If, if could you tell me who's leading the Big Ten West without looking at it right now? Iowa State lost. Iowa lost. I don't know. Well, Iowa State's not in the Big Ten, but oh well, that's how it shows you how much I know. <laughs> Minnesota, Minnesota, what? yeah. Oh, they right realign now, that. Well, that's they the big question. That thing. Well, that's the big question. Every year, <clears throat> you have Michigan, Michigan State, and Ohio State. Only one of them can make a conference title game. So, Mm-mm. 
Yeah, but Wisconsin's had some good years. It's it just saying, like, this is one of those years where we, we always the, the East is so shifted right now. You have two teams that are five and oh, one team is four and one. And in the West, you have four and one, three and two, three and two. Like, that's like someone's going to represent the West. And a lot of years they do get stomped by whoever's in the East. Ohio State supposedly has like the best offense on paper. I mean, this team is dangerous. Like, let's say they let's see for the sake of argument, they do win out, they do win the Big Ten. How scared are you to play if you're like a Cincinnati or let's say even a Georgia? How scared are you to play this Buckeyes team? I don't think scared is the right word, but you have to get prepared. I mean, you know, we talk about this every year about teams that belong in and, you know, the four-team playoff. I mean, you don't make the four-team playoff by accident just because someone else got snubbed. Doesn't yeah. mean you they got snubbed because you're worse. They just got snubbed because you guys have equal resumes. So, I mean, you know, Ohio State's come a long way from the loss to Oregon. But at the same time, we look at the, we look at their situation. They do this every year. You know, Akron, 59-7. Rutgers, 52-13. Maryland, 66. You know, IU, 54. Then they play a team with half a pulse, and they, they struggle a little bit. So, oh. if you're Georgia, I'm not as worried as if I'm Cincinnati. Oh, yeah, Cincinnati. They, they actually, since we're – let's get to them real quick because – they actually did barely – I mean, they beat Tulane, but once again, their coach was being asked, hey, <laughs> you guys are skating by the last three weeks, that, and your offense, Desmond Ritter, my 12-1, to 1, I'm not throwing in the trash. I mean, I don't know what to do with this thing. Why? 227 and three touchdowns. What's wrong with that? He had like an interception again, though. Okay, people throw interceptions. I mean you – know, He's not going to win the Heisman nowadays. I mean, the only person I can see that's really challenging him at this point is C.J. Stroud and uh, Caleb Williams, but I'm not sure Caleb Williams is going to have enough time. Six of them puppies. That was nice. Um, I don't know. If it's like Cincinnati, they've kind I'm just saying of – I'm just saying you have a 12-1 to ticket. Don't just throw that away. I mean – No, I mean, it's, already, it's already happening. I just – I hope it doesn't. I hope it doesn't need to be thrown away. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, yeah, I mean, I don't know. Cincinnati's not winning. That's the thing. Cincinnati's not winning flashy. Now, yeah, Tulane, the only thing a lot of people, the two, Cincinnati's got to hope that the only thing people remember about Tulane is that they played Oklahoma close. <laughs> I mean, that's got to feel good for the Tulane Green Wave. I mean, they, they got to feel good. That's two top four, five teams that they've um, played, I guess, kind of respectably. I'd be excited. I mean, I mean, it was 14-12 at half, and then that was it for Tulane. So I don't know if you can say they, – they, second half on, they were never in it. So, But you're right. Cincinnati doesn't look doesn't look like one of those top four teams. And, I, and you're right. There's a strong chance that the committee could start using this against them. I mean, you look at – like we talked about, you know, Michigan State beating Michigan, Ohio State beating Penn State this week. It's all week-to-week basis, like – Cincinnati beat Notre Dame on a week that, you know, maybe other other teams didn't have such sexy victories. It's a, your prisoner of the moment in the spot. You know, Michigan State, whoa, they beat Michigan. Look at, oh, oh, look at these top 25 matchups. And, and what's what's Cincinnati doing? Oh, they're just skating by. Teams are going to have these skate by. But I do I do agree with you. There's <clears throat> there is a, a situation where, you know, against USF, they got a they got a top 25 matchup. If, if SMU remains in the top 25, they got a top 25 matchup against against uh, S, uh, SMU. So they're going to need to win the last three convincingly. And I know ECU is not as great of a team as they used to be a long time ago, but they're not a, they're not a team that you can lay over on. But if they get three more convincing wins, then we're, we're not even talking about this. Well, let's get to um, 
Georgia Bulldogs on top, Aaron. Georgia, I mean, I, I'm sure you want to get to this one. Oh, yeah. Where's your glass at, buddy? I, it's dirty today. It was sitting in the sink when I was filling up my water, so I, I didn't, uh, I didn't, I didn't want to use it today. Plug them if it looks like crap. Yeah, I know. Well, mine probably won't look like crap when it's brand new, coming in the mail in a couple of weeks, I guess. Um, Georgia did win by more than fourteen. God, this one wasn't close. I didn't. I was kind of. Ex, I don't want to say expecting this kind of game. I was kind of like hoping that it would go this way. And Lord have mercy, man, Georgia Bulldogs. I mean. Now, their offense was kind of uh, – it kind of was blessed by a couple of short fields. But, God, oh, my, their defense is – like Ian McQuiston said when he was closing the show, might be historic. It's unbelievable. It is, absolutely. I believe they're still under, what, like 60 points for the season in eight games? Have you done the math on, on like, eight – like, eight? What is that, like, less than 10 points a game? That's unbelievable. Well, let's see. Three, seven is 10, 13 is 23, shutout, shutout, 10 is 33, 13 is 46. They have given up 53 points in eight games. So that's less than seven <laughs> points a game. That doesn't even make any sense. Yeah, Kentucky and South Carolina are, are the two teams that have gotten the highest point total on them, and that's 13. That doesn't make any sense. And they've got they've got the bottom barrel of, of college football left. I mean, they've got Missouri, Tennessee, Charleston Southern, and Georgia Tech. So At Tennessee is always a tough like, – somehow they, they find ways to get that away, but that was the old days. I mean, this might not happen. If that's, their, might... If, if that's their toughest test yet, put them in in Sharpie. Put them in the playoff in Sharpie. You, you can't, quoted you, me! You can't – did you say Sharpie last week? I said permanent mark, which is a Sharpie. I was going to say magic marker or whatever, but – I mean, you're talking about oh. six. How how do you you can't this this team? If this team gives up a hundred points or less through what eight, 12 games, and mm-hmm. then they obviously have the SEC title game, which I believe they just cemented themselves in. Actually, and according didn't... to our poll, by the way, I said how much points would they need? People still think they're going to need about 20, 29. Some people think they need thirty. I, I don't know about that. For to what? win that game, to win that game, if they, how much points would they need to beat Bama? I think about 24 points wins that game if their defense plays like this. That defense is solid, man. Yeah, I. you know what's going to happen? You know what's going to end up happening is they're going to set a line at like 48, and both teams are just going to just go up and down the field. I know. That's, God, don't tell me that. I would rather see that, to be honest with you. I mean, we love defensive football, but give me the fireworks. Georgia and Alabama, I would want fireworks. Well, let's get to a team that's um, going to make the Alabama-Auburn game look pretty good, Aaron. How about Auburn beating Ole Miss? Bo Nix, this one was close um, late, and then Bo Nix scored two of his three touchdowns very late. Matt Corral got injured. I haven't seen what the extent of that injury is, but. It looked bad. Uh-oh. That's not, that's not God almighty. Injuries have sucked this year in both football. Holy cow. But no, yeah. um, Auburn beat Ole Miss, and Auburn and Alabama is going to look really pretty on Alabama's schedule when they kill them in a couple of weeks. They got LSU <laughs> next week, but I mean. I don't, I wouldn't rule out Auburn. I mean, this is, I mean, to say they're going to absolutely win against Alabama. No, but I mean, if Texas A&M can do it, I feel like absolutely Auburn can employ a strategy that, that can contend. 
um, yeah. against right now. It's looking like I have to look at the SEC standings here. It's, it's looking like uh, that's going to be the game for all the marbles. I mean, if they get to it, because uh, Auburn still has Texas A&M next week on the road. So that's going to be a tough one. Mm. But um, yeah, it, if Alabama, excuse me, if Auburn can't win that one, it's, it's probably going to be smooth sailing for the Crimson Tide. So a little rapid fire on our last few games here. Um, SMU was stunned by Houston on a kick return touch. It's crazy how Houston sports did this weekend. The Texans were down 38-0. They covered darn them. Um, the Astros are down 4-0. They win and go back to Houston. The Houston, where the Cougars are down against SMU, and then they Marcus Jones gives his ninth career college return touchdown, which is a mind-blowing stat. I believe it's a record. Or whatever. But Marcus Jones, quote, I just don't try to dance around. I try to just make decisions and run. Seems like he played Madden pretty well. Well, that's what you got to do. You can't really stop and start and stop and start. And actually, SMU had a kick return of their own as well oh. in this game. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, this is, this is a blow for the American in terms of uh, – Cincinnati's resume, but in terms of actual American conference play, this is, this is, this is fantastic. I mean, Houston actually, as of right now is the leader of the conference, not Cincinnati. So, but it's a, it's a, it's a championship game. So Houston and Cincinnati are going to play each other, but I mean, it would be great if Houston can get in the rankings, but uh, I'm really shocked that they're not, I mean, they're seven and one as well, just like SMU. And uh, I'm shocked that this this win didn't get them in the rankings. And um, you know what? We could have a situation where Houston – oh, Houston did get in the rankings. They're actually number 21. That's weird they didn't show that. Um, we could have a situation where Houston and Cincinnati are playing in the conference title game, and it's uh, – I mean, Houston – I think – I'm going to take money line in Houston on that game. I'm not lying. <laughs> it's a top 15. Man. We still got a lot – we got a month left in college football right now. So just uh, don't get too hasty. You know, a lot can happen. Uh, no, but, uh, my old gambling shoes are getting wet. <laughs> but um, I mean, SM SMU still plays Cincinnati in the regular season. That's so crazy. Nothing is over just quite yet. So, careful, Bearcats. Careful, whatever you are. Um, let's get to another game here. How the consensus number one pick, Corner Mel Kiper Jr. Wide receiver Drake London fractures his ankle in the USC win over Arizona, who was zero and eight. This dude had nine catches for 81 yards and two touchdowns before the injury. That's not good for a wide receiver, especially if you're the number one pick kind of guy. Yeah, I didn't watch this. I didn't see the injury. Um, it's a tough It's a tough draft class coming out when the wide receiver is projected to go number one. But um, <laughs> there, are, there are a lot of people saying he's got like Megatron-type talent. So um, we'll have to see. I, I don't know much about Drake London. It is an unfortunate injury. And uh, it's probably the only reason that USC versus Arizona made this made this show today. Right. Wisconsin stunned Iowa 27-7. to And really, I mean, Iowa's season is now officially, I mean, they don't, they don't got much to play for. They might win the Big Ten West. Aaron, I don't, they gotta be, they, they're shot in the gut right now. Ever since that Penn State game, and they've just been shot in the gut. And I'm happy because they stormed the field, and I told you that was premature. But, um, hey. Whatever. Yeah, they may win the Big Ten West, but like I said before, I mean, they're they're anybody who comes out of that West is 
really just actually, I mean, Minnesota, if Minnesota ends up playing Ohio State, Minnesota's the one that really uh, scares me. Challenged Ohio State in the beginning yep. of the year. If you guys remember, obviously that's a different team. Ibrahim is out for the year. He, you know, he had a really big first half. There's probably nobody challenging out of the West. But if I had this, if I, had, I actually wouldn't mind seeing Purdue come out of the West. And they for, lost their running back, but they, but they're like they're looking good. They're looking all right. But you know, I want to see our. I want to see the CEO of Twelve Ounce Sports have to uh, make a decision on who his favorite team is because. Um, he's starting to sound just as nauseating as all of us. Oh, yeah. You know, I was thinking about that. Too you much can't better. have two teams. You can't have two favorites. I know you went to school there, and that's what makes it tough. You can't have two favorite teams in the same conference. It's just that's them. He cool. likes the Buckeyes. It's like Skip Bayless saying he likes Vanderbilt. He not man likes Oklahoma. You know it. Like, come on. As soon as you go there, doesn't mean you have to like this. You support them, but when push comes to shove. That little boy in your heart is saying, hey, Buckeyes. I don't know. I think we'll have to have him on here to, to tell us for sure because he's doing a lot of root, root, root for the Boilermakers. Root, 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 root. I like that. And finally, Aaron, Oklahoma. Hey, how was this? Caleb Williams had his, had his Heisman game, but it was a week too late for us. Um, Six touchdowns is good, and they beat Texas Tech handily, but I, I, mean, I think if he would have done this against Kansas as well, Instead of Oklahoma State got the best of Kansas this week, 55 to 3. I mean, good for Caleb Williams. Well, so here's the situation with that is the next month is the big thing for Caleb. If he's going to win the Heisman, you got Texas Tech, Baylor on the road. Baylor is ranked. Iowa State at home, and then Bedlam on the road. This is where Caleb wins his Heisman this month right here. Iowa State and um, Oklahoma. I mean, Oklahoma State. I'm telling, like, like you know, I'm telling you, you're telling me because you're the one who said it before. I I was just writing them off, and Oklahoma State like trounced Kansas. Oklahoma State. I, right. I told people that that, that was going to happen because they were like, "Oh, Oklahoma did that. Watch this." I didn't. They were going to do something like that. Well, shout out to the AM Drive Five. I had Oklahoma State in the in the over in that game at like fifty four and a half, and OK State the, the Pokes got that by themselves. I think they scored 50, 58 points or something. So uh, fifty five to cap, three. Fifty five to three. Yeah. So tip of the cap to uh, to Oklahoma State for doing all the work in that game. Um, four and one, by the way, in the AM Drive. I think for both of us. Yes, sir. Another good week. That might have been. Were we eight and two or another week, or were we were seven and three one week? I think both, and then I think it fell off. We've had a good. We've had a good. We're doing good. I did not do well last week uh, or two weeks yeah. ago. But. Um, Aaron, God, that's a that but hey, wrapping up. Hold on, wrapping up. Caleb Williams, if he wins the Heisman, it's going to be the next three games. If he can have good games against those three teams, he's going to win the Heisman. I think the last two is huge because Iowa State still has a good defense, I believe. Well, just two ranked opponents on the road, and then Iowa State at home. That's this is the recipe right here. Cooking them up. Boiling them, ready to go. Heisman, oh, not, don't do that. Desmond Ritter, you got to get it. Um, okay, Aaron, that hoodie looks really good, dude. Likewise, buddy, yours looks good too. What? Look who's got his on. It's forty-eight degrees out, and my window is not insulated, but I can feel everything. So um, that's pretty cool. Um, where'd you get that hoodie? Like, where did I get my AM Drive the online? We got merch, baby. 
$26 hoodies with our social media name on them, $16 shirts, $13 mugs. Drink our faces if you don't want to wear us around. Drink out of the huh? But hey, listen, AM drives online. Appreciate whoever it was in my local area that bought some merch. That was kind of cool. But hey, you guys have a you guys have a fun break because we'll be right back. We're talking NFL, National Football League, the big boys. We right back to AM Drive on 12 on Sports. We're grown men talking next about pro football. Twelve Ounce Sports has a new home for betting. BetUS.com is the official place to place your bets and support Twelve Ounce Sports. All you have to do is go to BetUS.com and type in the promo code One Two O Z and you'll instantly get a deposit bonus. This is America's favorite sports book. And remember, always gamble responsibly. Every shirt maintains its six-way stretch and breathe the Very yeah. soft. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so now, Aren't you the vice golf guy? Yeah. You want an autograph? Uh, yeah. Actually, I was just wondering if the balls are any good. The balls are amazing. You look like a pro plus guy. I thought you'd never ask. It's actually better than my old ball. And it's half the price. Top performing golf ball, half the price. It's almost stealing. Stop overpaying and start playing smart. Get your high performing golf balls at vicegolf.com. Favorite college at Fanatics.com. The largest assortment of officially licensed fan gear for more than 500 colleges. Every conference, every team. Shop now and get today's special offer. Fanatics.com. Officially licensed everything. Are you a fan of sports? Of course. Then you're a fanatic. And so we're all fanatics. We're watching the show or we're doing the show. But we get our things and our merch from MikeAndAaronDrive.com clicking the F. Don't sit there and wait for a commercial to come on with that awesome Kevin Harlan voice. Go to MikeAndAaronDrive.com, click the F. You don't have to think about which website to go to. They've got every team from every league with daily deals. You cannot beat it. Support the show by going to MikeAndAaronDrive.com, clicking the F. Okay, Aaron, you want to talk some football with a couple of grown men? Uh, Yeah, I guess. <laughs> right, come on, then. Sunday night football, Cooper Rush. Wow. Speaking of Mike White, Cooper Rush, 325 yards and two touchdowns. He did have two turnovers. And primetime Kirk Cousins, baby. Was that it again? And thank God for my Android 5 he was, but holy cow, dude. Curse got some explaining to do. 
Yeah, I mean, I, I we talked about this last week with when we started previewing these games, and you know, Dallas Cowboys plus two and a half on the road. It said, look, you know, the running game didn't really do what I thought they would do, but I, you know, I thought they would kind of pace this game and help Cooper Rush kind of uh, get his feet wet, I guess. But uh, Cooper Ooh. just dove right in. I mean, three twenty-five, two <laughs> touchdowns. Uh, I thought it was a good game. Now, is is you see the answer against a more you know experienced team or a better team? No, but. It was the perfect uh, spot to really get one over on primetime cousins, and uh, and they did, and they got the win, and we got the cover of the two and a half, and um, it's it's you just hope that this Dak Prescott thing doesn't last, uh, oh. doesn't linger. I guess is really the the right word I'm looking for. But uh, Dallas Cowboys, uh, the team around Cooper Rush really helped, and uh, nothing can beat the Cooper to Cooper connection. <laughs> Yeah, see what you did there. Um, I liked that the that the Cowboys did win because they, I mean we gotta start taking them kind of seriously if we haven't already. But I have. You, they've been in my they've been in my top five for like a month now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. M- my thing is though, what you know, you're, you, you know I, I sit here and I, I talk about Cooper Cup and I talk about the Cowboys and I talk about how Oklahoma is overrated and then like a month later you're like my wife you don't listen to me until someone else tells you. Well, baby, hold on just a minute now. <laughs> no problem, sugar. <laughs> That's raising shambles. Um, I'll get a text message here in about five minutes. No, good if, stuff. She, if she's watching, sometimes she falls asleep watching our show, which is not good for us. Ninety minute Mondays are rough, dude. Okay. Um, there it is. <laughs> Look at the comments. Oh, I'm dead. What? <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa! <laughs> she don't want none of this love. Okay, enough of that. Back on the field here. Dak Prescott, you mentioned him. I This could hurt his MVP. I mean, this guy could be an MVP this year if no, he just plays this more. Hurt him. This ain't hurting him. Ah, but, but what if he misses more games? I mean, how many games can you miss to be an MVP? Yeah. That could hurt him. Missing this one game where Cooper Rush beat the Vikings. That's fine. Not going to hurt him. He misses three or four. He misses a month. That's, that, could, that could change things. But maybe – this coupled with the bye week, two weeks off, I think they got a real clear picture. To be honest with you, I, I'll say this, and and this is kind of taken away from what a lot of people, even with the line had. I don't think Dak Prescott was ever going to play this game. I just yeah. think they they delayed it for as long as they could. First of all, screw you, Cowboys, because I have I have Dak in a few leagues. I ended up getting lucky because Daniel Jones is the backup in two of those three leagues, and he plays Monday night. So at least I have. Yes, so. Uh, the other option, I ended up benching Dak. And by the way, and I know we're going to talk about this. I benched Dak and went with Mike White. So that worked out. <laughs> uh, I, just, I had no other options. It's a 14-team league. Um, wow. But, uh, yeah, I don't think I don't think the Cowboys had any intention of Dak playing in this, in this spot. I just think they needed to make sure that Minnesota didn't prepare for Cooper Rush. And it doesn't look like they did. Or Kirk Cousins didn't prepare for the Cowboys. <laughs> I mean, he, like, even Dalvin Cook did – Okay, and like, what? I don't know what, I don't know, I didn't watch much of this game because I didn't care, I was watching other things, but I'm like, God almighty. I, I tried to watch it, but between, um, uh, we just had, we had trick-or-treaters at the house, and nasty could, couldn't really watch, did you say nasty? Shame on them, shame on those kids, man, I'm, I'm watching sports, get off my lawn! <laughs> yeah, get off my lawn, take one and leave, um, <laughs> no, I mean, they, uh, I, I tried to watch it. I couldn't really focus on the game, but 
Cooper looked uh, looked very mundane in the first half. I can tell you that. But some, mm. something something clicked. He turned it on, and really, he was just playing with house money, and and he got lucky. He felt good. Good playing with house money. Um, next up, the Titans beat my Colts. 34-31 in overtime. Um, Ryan Tannehill and Carson Wentz both threw well and then made a couple of crucial mistakes. Um, Tennessee improved to 6-2. Colts dropped to 3-5. Carson Wentz threw a pick in overtime that eventually led to the game-winning field goal. Derrick Henry, though, I know he has only 68 yards on 20 carries, so he got a full workload, but the news this morning from Adam Schefter kind of puts a whole dampening on this this whole thing. This was the story until now Derrick Henry's the story. It's not for a good reason. Yeah, it's it's a tough spot. I mean, and, and now they have Julio, who, shocker, was hurt. So you have to look at a situation where what do you do here if you're if you're Tennessee? I mean, you have you've built a, at least you've built a pretty big comfortable cushion in in terms of the standings. Yeah. I mean, you're six and two. You're probably going to win your division because I think Ryan Tannehill and AJ Brown can probably do enough. You're so far ahead of Indianapolis. You're almost what four games ahead of them with uh-huh. the tiebreaker with the tiebreaker in this spot. So. I mean, playoffs are still likely, but yeah, this is a tough, this is a tough situation. Now you have to have Julio. Maybe you sit Julio down for a month. Get healthy. Get right. I need you. I need you <laughs> for the playoff. Help me, Julio. You might only help. I mean, we're not even halfway through this. I mean, we're basically halfway through the season, I guess. What are we, week eight? So we're just a little under halfway through the season, I guess. But um, you know, I mean, I guess you could look at it. Indianapolis is not out of it. They shouldn't, they shouldn't. Uh, throw away their season because they can still make a, a wild card spot. We've done still, well against good teams, and there's still a chance they can. I mean, we're not we're not locking up anything for the AFC. I mean, Tennessee's still number one in the conference and number one in the division. But like you said, if Ryan Tannehill and AJ Brown can't get it done, then you're you're not out of the division just because you've lost two to them. So yeah, don't I'm take the, your, don't take your hat off just yet, Mikey. Well, it was sad because like. Derek, I mean, the, the fact that the Titans won this game and then you get the news about Derrick Henry, as a Colts fan, I feel for the Titans. I mean, they won this they won this division yesterday and may have lost it this morning. That's a good line. But um, I just – I feel like – who's behind Derrick Henry? Uh, I think it's Jeremy McNichols out of Boise State. And I don't care. Jeremy McQuarters is not about to be <laughs> an, a Dearness Johnson. He's not about to be some Mike White out of nowhere. I just don't – You, there's a reason Derek Henry gets, gets 28 carries yesterday for only 68 yards. He got 28 carries because he's the guy. The team is built around this guy. Mm-hmm. And this guy is now gone for the possible year per Adam Schefter, who had an accumulation of information. Well, this is where Ryan Tannehill earns his money because I look at the yeah. Indianapolis Colts schedule and just playing the game, basically, I'm looking at a situation where I think they're going to be something along the lines of like nine and eight. Leave so, us alone. I know. No, I'm just saying, I mean, a lot can happen. Like you said, they have to they have to beat the good teams and the good teams left on their schedule are Bills, Bucks and Cardinals. And you could you could throw the Raiders in there as well. So you have. What ten more games? Four of them against, uh, I would say, better opponents. You know, better teams, 
and maybe the Patriots is a toss-up. Um, but you have to beat the Jets. You have to beat the Jags twice, and you have to beat the Texans. So that's four that wins. Right be hard. So now you're seven and five, and and that's the thing. You just have to win two of those games that you're uh, you're maybe not supposed to win. And I think that's the, but that's the question for Tennessee. Can you get to nine wins? Because if you can get to nine or ten, I think you get the division. But can you get there? And you look at a team like Tennessee, play their game. You got the Rams next week. That's going to be a tough one. You got to beat the Saints. You got to beat the depending on who the quarterback of the Saints is. You got to beat the Texans. You got to beat the Jaguars. You got to beat the Texans two more times. If you beat the Texans two more times and the Jaguars, you're getting to nine wins. I think you're probably winning the division. Woo! So, got to play the, the game with the Titans. We'll see what happens. <laughs> Well, that's what I'm saying. That, that was the game with the Titans. I think if you if you win the two against the Texans and you win the one that you have left against the Jaguars, and even if you win the one you got left with the Dolphins, even if you lose the rest of them, you're ten and what ten and seven at that point. You're going to win the division with the tiebreaker. I think the um, Tennessee Titans, um, like you said, with Ryan Tannehill earning his money, we're going to learn very quickly if it was all about Adam Gase or was it more about Ryan Tannehill. I think it still was more about Ryan Tannehill, but Ryan Tannehill has already shown it enough to know that it wasn't Adam Gase. Yeah, but I'm the, telling that you. That it was Adam Gase. That, that the Adam Gase was the problem. Right. But I'm telling you, if, if Derrick Henry starts to – if Derrick Henry is gone, and you're right, relying on this Barney McNichols guy or whatever his name is, <laughs> I'm, I'm telling you. But see, you're looking at you're <laughs> looking to, you're, you're looking to Ryan Tannehill to be Tom Brady. Ryan Tannehill doesn't need to be Tom Brady. Ryan Tannehill doesn't need to be Aaron Rodgers. Ryan Tannehill just needs to – the problem is they don't have a defense. I mean, the defense is, is not good either. So, like, this team's – I'm not I'm not going to lie. This team's in trouble. Yeah, they are. But, but they've done so much in the first eight games of the season. They're, they're not winning a Super Bowl. We know that. But they've done enough in the first eight games of the season to get them, you know, an easy path to the playoff. Like I just said, what do we got? Two against the Texans, one against the Jags, and one against the Dolphins. I mean, well, Dolphins is week 17, so they might have already given up by then if they haven't now. <laughs> Brian, when Brian Ford's be fired by then. Um, so it could be. Do you um, what is the guy's name? Jer- Jeremy McSpringer. What was it again? Jeremy McNichols. I know I'm gonna be okay. That's enough of that. <laughs> I don't like to cuss much on this show, but let's get to Ben's bitches. Steelers beat the Browns. <laughs> um, fifteen to ten. Didn't make any sense. And Baker Mayfield did play. I don't care how your shoulder feels, pal. This is ridiculous. Absolutely yeah. ridiculous. Yeah, this is a tough one. This is a tough loss. And like I we talked about all year with the Browns. Like, if you want to be a Super Bowl contender, these are the games you have to win. And they didn't get it done. I mean, this was just an ugly game. The defense has played well. I mean, there's not no real way to sugarcoat that. I mean, they they both gave up a little over a hundred or excuse me, 300 yards, and just they they buckled down in the red zone. I mean, Pittsburgh lost their kicker. Otherwise, they could have had a couple more extra points. It's it's just one of those classic AFC North Steelers-Browns games. I mean, there's not much to say about it. And, yeah, Big Ben, has uh, he still got it? <laughs> uh, no. I mean, 200, what was it, 266 yards and a touchdown. I think they gave Chase Claypool a couple of runs, so it was kind of interesting. Najee Harris, though, once again, 91 yards, and then he added to touchdown. Mm What was the difference? So is it time to really start worrying about the Browns? I think Freddie Kitchens is on the hot seat all of a sudden. I mean, four and four, 
I Baker may I'm serious. Like what you're supposed to be running away or at least contending with the Ravens right now. And the Kitchens, bank. Freddie Kitchens got fired two years you ago. Know, the, the Kevin Stefanski fellow from the Vikings. <laughs> I yes, I know. Kitchens. That's my point. He let's fire him again just because they suck that bad. <laughs> okay. Yes, Kevin Stefanski is on the hot seat right now. Browns are in trouble. You do not lose this game. This is one you have to win, like you said, and they lost it, and it wasn't even like it was it was it was ugly. That I don't care if you, if you win 56 nothing next week. This game right here hurts you like four and four for the best roster in football. Come on. I best roster in football, no chance. I mean, it's it's up there. Buccaneers no. I mean, are performing so well on the Browns because Baker Mayfield cannot be that much worse right now. In what world are the Browns one of the best rosters in football? Anyways, point being is I'm not ready to put the put the put the kibosh on this one. I understand that they're just hurt. There's so many injuries in this spot. <laughs> my, my left shoulder you can't pull no more. But their next five games are really telling of what's going to happen. They get three against the division: Bengals, Ravens. They get Ravens back to back after a bye week. That's next. Um, uh, Bengals, Ravens, Ravens, Patriots, Lions. If you're if you're gonna figure it out in the next month, that's where it's at right there. Beating beating division opponents, and then figuring out a way to obviously beat the Lions and and finding a way to beat the Patriots. Hey, Aaron, we now pause this for a commercial about about at home with Baker Mayfield, brought to you by Progressive. So you're putting everything on the fact that he does commercials. I don't think Baker Mayfield's played terribly. <laughs> Isn't Progressive located in Cleveland? Because that has to be the only reason for that. I would imagine it is because the Indians field, I think, is named Progressive as well. Progressive field. <laughs> the Indians. Oh. I'm sorry, the Guardians. Oh. 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 Sorry. <laughs> I don't think I don't think they do the chop in, in Cleveland. I'm going to cancel that all every day on the show. There you go. I just hope the Gruden's right. I'm going to shut up. Okay, so how he about emailed, he emailed me the other day. <laughs> Your god dang radio show. Yeah. Jackass. <laughs> I love this show. Okay. Oh, man. Patriots upset the Chargers 27-24. Matt Jones was terrible, but Justin Herbert was worse. <laughs> this is back-to-back ugly losses for L.A., man. This is this does not look good for them. I mean, they're still good, but, like, and Patriots, like I said, are, are, they, are the Patriots above average? God, it's so tough. I mean, you look at their, it's so it's so crazy. They're they're four and four on the year. They're undefeated on the road. Like Belichick should just blow up Gillette Stadium and be like, oh, "I'm sorry, you know, uh, we got to play all our games on the road." They're they're one and four at home. I, I mean, what is what is this? It's just nothing makes sense with New England right now. I mean, it's it's incredible. Not in a bad way, but it's just like they're four and four in a division they're not going to win. Um. So it's just we're at the midway point where, like, how can we look at New England as four and four, and 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 we're like, oh well, like you know, look at this team, you know, oh, optimism, and look at the Browns who are four and four and say they're dead, they're dead in the water. Because the char, I mean, I guess I'm putting money on the fact that the Chargers beat the Chiefs, but like, then again, that, that's the division game at this point. I feel like the NFL is the only league where you cannot put the transitive property to effect. Fair. Because the Bengals just stomped on the Ravens and lost to the Jets. So. 
You Whoa, can't put some respect on Mike White's name. He lost to Mike White's chest. Absolutely. I have a really strong chance of winning a fantasy game this week that I definitely don't deserve to win uh, because <laughs> of Mike White. So I am 100% in the uh, Mike White bandwagon. And he's but... actually white. Yeah. That's a... <laughs> you don't get the joke. Oh, I get the joke, but I mean, like, <laughs> I just I didn't know. Anyways, uh, I mean, what about Jack Black? Jack Black is white. What the, that's that's totally. ridiculous. Yeah. What about Zamir White? Isn't it Zamir White for Georgia? He's black. That's my point. It's like white guys are black, and black and black guys are a last name white. It's just so Mike White being white is just a whole like wrench in the whole history thing. What about like Michael Red for the Bucks? He's not red. <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> wow. Okay, we need okay. to go before John Gruden wants to join the show. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um, yeah, so the situation with the Patriots. I mean, I love I love it. They played a hard game. I was completely wrong about this. I thought coming off the bye, the Chargers were going to destroy New England. No, nope. I, I was – don't note me like you foreshadowed this. I know you called it, but I, I, I don't like being completely wrong about this. Is something fundamentally wrong with the Chargers? I mean, they were 4-1, and one, but that's the thing. Four, they were they were four and one. What are we looking at in the AFC West here? They're still in second place behind a Raiders team that can definitely be vulnerable. I mean, the Raiders are riding high on the fact that you know, they're playing off this coach thing, and they're on they're coming off a bye. Like the AFC West for the first time is, I don't know if competitive is the right word, but it's it's jumbled. That's for sure. <laughs> it's like jambalaya. How about the um? I think the Raiders right now. I mean, they just better hope they're getting they're getting inside coaching from John Gruden at this point. Well, I mean, you look at it. Look at the AFC West. If the Kansas City Chiefs win tonight, they're still in last place. That doesn't make any sense. It's crazy, isn't it? Yeah, it's been it's been any given Sunday type of year, hasn't it? Well, here, take the Chiefs and the Browns. If the Kansas City Chiefs win tonight, they're four and four. Are you more Ooh. optimistic about the Browns or the Chiefs? Chiefs. But you just said the Browns have the best roster in the NFL. Yeah, but I, I like Patrick Mahomes way more than I like Baker Mayfield. I just love this. I love this show. Yeah, but their defense is atrocious. They're like all-time worst defenses in the, in the NFL history. Steve Magnolo needs to be fired immediately, by the way. Which is crazy because of what he's done in his career defensively and for this defense to be as bad as it is. And they got but, some names. Like Sorensen is in bad safety. Tyron Matthews in a bad safety. And then, like, they got some good guys on the defensive line. I, I don't get it. I don't get it. Tough. We'll find out tonight if Danny Jones, Danny Dimes can see if Danny Dimes can light him up. Yes, sir, we can. Um, Saints stunned the Buccaneers with a stun gun. Jarvis Winston was about to have an all-time game against the Buccaneers. I was watching this game live, and that was a very – he was looking great until – yeah, no. Sean Payton says it's going to be a significant knee injury. This guy, Some guy horse-collared him. And then he – oh, it's so Devin awkward. White. It's Devin White horse collar. Devin White's black, by the way. But um, it was just oh, – There you go. There's another one. See? <laughs> so, like, I just – I couldn't believe something, – something named Trevor Seaman. I'm kidding. It's Trevor Simeon, Broncos legend, by the way. I love Trevor Simeon. I actually thought Trevor Simeon got a bad deal with that Broncos job. thought he wasn't terrible. And last yesterday he wasn't terrible. I was, a, I was one of the people that actually thought that it was going to be – I didn't think they would win the game, but I didn't think it was it was gonna be like a beat down by the Bucks. And Bucks were trailing like what was it, 23 to 7 here? In the third quarter. Correct. 
Sean Payne's got to get a lot of credit for the Saints team, man. For Jameis and now Trevor Simeon. 100%. And that's why division games matter. I mean, not only – I understand Tom Brady's been in the division only for a year and change, but, like, Bruce Arians has been there for a couple of years. His offensive schemes haven't really changed a ton. Like, these, these division division games – like, the Bucks were riding high. What, have they won four in a row since that loss to uh, – since that loss to uh, to, to Cowboys. Stafford, no, it wasn't the Cowboys. Oh, it was the yeah, Rams. Rams. Um, so I mean, it's a long season. Like, are we are we ready to put the panic button because they lost to 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 the Saints? No, I mean, mm. Brady's one in three against the Saints since he's come to. Uh, That's bizarre. And the, you know, the one game he won, playoff playoff game. Yeah. yeah. Or Drew, Drew Brees limped off the field. <laughs> Drew Brees' last limped, game like, limped into the sunset. <laughs> To use a quote from a, a a quarterback that I'm not in love with, like I am for Tom Brady, Ooh. relax. They're still six and two. They're okay. All right. Here that doesn't raise any love with Tom Brady. I am. I'm sure she would welcome him into our marriage if he brings <laughs> if he brings his checkbook. <laughs> uh, me he too. Brings, and yeah, you would hope that he that he brings Giselle, right? Don't say no answer that. Do not answer that. If, if we ever get to that negotiating table, I'll, I'll see what I can do. <laughs> okay, the good win by the Saints, and um, Tom, we'll, we'll we'll give him we'll give him credit for it. That um, he's had a great see a great career because nothing he does is bad anymore. Believe me, alone. This you're right, but you said it in the beginning. This performance by Peyton and the Saints should not be overshadowed by Brady losing, and it happened for 20 years in New England. And I hate this. It's it's and you can however you feel it's not ball washing it's it's the miserable it's, people it's washing it's scrubbing it's all kind of things it's the miserable people who have nothing going on with their own team that they want to just focus on everyone's down like stars down it was same happened with Peyton Manning anytime Peyton Manning Tom Brady when they were at the peak and the you know Peyton's teams were going fourteen and two thirteen and three and, and same with the with the Patriots. Anytime there was a loss, I'm like, oh man, look at this team. They're washed up. They suck. It's 15 and 2. Shut the hell up. Like you must have seen my Twitter last night. I didn't. No, I didn't. But uh, maybe I said, the same wavelength. I said, um, oh boy, Brady blows against Trevor Simeon. Trevor Simeon just came all over the Brady-led Bucks. Um, it's crazy how bad Brady looks versus a good defense. <laughs> Where's the protection now, you fraud? No, oh, then yeah, you fall right into this category again. <laughs> That's funny. That's funny. I was literally. I'm talking to you apparently about this. Um. Also, NFL Twitter not posting the pick six shows they riding Brady. Um. Is this a turnover worthy play, PFF? <laughs> but why would the NFL Twitter post? That? I guess they could post that. That was the game winner, wasn't it? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, that was the game. That was the no, game. I said, sit him down Seal and shut him up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're 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 basically my audience here at this point, dude. Worry about your Colts blowing leads in overtime. They're blowing blowing games. As a Brady Subway commercial is more clutch than he is. But I will say this: like, I don't like the fact because I was looking at stuff on social media and my like, I have friends who are Bucks fans. Like, guys, do you not remember the twenty years or the 18, 15, 18 years of losing until Tom Brady showed up? Like, you can't expect perfection just because Tom Brady walks in the building. And now we've got you know. You now, really can. Now, it's, it's completely true, and I agree. All right, whatever, dude. I'm sorry. You know what? Sorry that sorry that your quarterback couldn't win more Super Bowls. Uh, yeah, you're I'm sure that Andrew Luck retired too. Darn him, smart ass. <laughs> that's, that's another one too. Maybe no one wants to play in Indianapolis. 
Oh, wow. Jets beat the Bengals. Um, any last word on this one? Mike White, baby. Mike White for Heisman. Screw Caleb Williams. Mike White's winning the Heisman. Heck yeah, Western Kentucky legend. Yeah, <laughs> former Cowboy practice squad extraordinaire. Woo! What is WKU's um, mascot? Uh, the Hilltoppers. Oh, God almighty. No wonder they don't get no prospects. It does. That sounds dirty, right? Hilltoppers. Yeah, I don't know. Okay, let's get a break here. Coming up next, we're going to preview Monday Night Football Plus mental health absence done the right way, at least in my opinion. And if we get to it, the Hurricanes almost lost to the Coyotes. Oh, oh, we'll be right back. 90 Minute Monday on AM Travel Tomorrow Sports. Twelve Ounce Sports has a new home for betting. BetUS.com is the official place to place your bets and support 12 Ounce Sports. All you have to do is go to BetUS.com and type in the promo code 120Z and you'll instantly get a deposit bonus. This is America's favorite sports book. And remember, always gamble responsibly. Every shirt maintains a six-way stretch and breathe the Very soft. Yeah. 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 Uh, uh. <laughs> so now, hey, Aren't you the vice golf guy? Yeah. You want an autograph? Uh, yeah. Actually, I was just wondering if the balls are any good. The balls are amazing. You look like a pro plus guy. I thought you'd never ask. It's actually better than my old ball. And it's half the price. Top performing golf ball, half the price. It's almost stealing. Stop overpaying and start playing smart. Get your high performing golf balls at vicegolf.com. College at Fanatics.com, the largest assortment of officially licensed fan gear for more than 500 colleges. Every conference, every team. Shop now and get today's special offer. Fanatics.com, officially licensed everything. This one. Let's well on Sports Cup. Carbellis? <laughs> yes! Thank you so much. Thank you. I would like to first of all thank Aaron Crouch, who, who showed me what I had been doing wrong. I've now won back-to-back on Sports Cups. And really, Aaron said the problem was my balls. And I said, what? See, the problem is my balls, my golf balls were overpriced. So I went to MikeAndAaronDrive.com like he did. I got the best balls for the lowest price shipped to my door. I'm no longer I no longer suck at golf. It's it's that simple. Don't take don't take my word on that. But Vice Golf, MikeAndAaronDrive.com, click the Vice Golf logo and be a champion like us here at the AM Drive. Aaron, any last words on Vice Golf? Yeah, there were only two people in the field, so yeah, you still suck at golf. But congrats on the win. Whoa! I mean, you suck worse. Uh, no, actually, the other one was, um, I don't know, anybody but me. I had nothing for that one. <laughs> 
So sad. Okay, Aaron, let's get to Calvin Ridley. The Falcons lost this weekend against the Panthers. The Braves lost, but that wasn't the only thing going wrong in Georgia. Apparently, Falcons star wide receiver Calvin Ridley is taking a definite leave of absence to focus on his mental health. Now, Aaron, I almost give this this one credits, but I just hope he's not paid. I hate saying that. But, you know, I'm getting tired of this. I'm, really, I'm getting tired of talking about it. I just – I don't know what to do anymore. And I'm talking because he's sneezing, but, yeah. I mean, who knows what to do anymore? I mean, the thing is, the situation is athletes have contracts. And, and like, I know we talked about the Ben Simmons stuff last week. And this one seems, again, how do we determine what's real and what's not? But this one seems legit. It does. And I, I, I try to really comprehend and understand mental health. And I, I've gone through things, you know, myself where you just feel like you're just not, you're not right. And it's easy for us to say these things about athletes and, you know, Oh, suck it up. You've got such a great life, but right. I've gone through my life and I can only speak for myself. You know, we talk about money and, and freedom and accessible, you know, accessibility to things, but like sometimes just even bettering yourself, in your profession. I mean, this guy's reached the pinnacle of his profession. doesn't necessarily make you happy. But the no. question really is, is you have to look at it for all, all of us, people who aren't professional athletes. If doing the, the pen, reaching the pinnacle of your sport, making a ton of money, like doesn't make you happy. I don't know if this is a, you know, a situation where he's, you know, had some issues with um, his love life. But like what, you know, it's, it's kind of, a, and, and I've, I've looked at, you know, this situation, even after the Ben Simmons thing, like what makes us happy in life? You know, like what makes, what will make Calvin Ridley happy? Cause okay. You, you take a few weeks to come back and focus on your mental health, but you're getting right back into the exact environment that clearly had your mental health deteriorate. So, and I know that this, and I don't, I don't pretend to be an expert, obviously. But I, I know an experience like you, you have you have sad times and, and, and maybe this isn't sad. Maybe this you can't get into. I don't I just wonder if it's the entire environment that we live in. Social media, just just people. I, I, I don't know. And this might yeah. sound bad. And I don't want to dive into this any more than um, what I'm about to say. It's like people in this in myself. I, I can include myself and I can include you in this. People suck. <laughs> people suck like America and social media. There's just a cesspool of just. Negative, negativity and it sucks i agree and and i don't know if his, and i don't know if calvin ridley i don't know where calvin ridley's mental health affects the, the 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 what's affecting him i don't know what's affecting him and he may never say but it like is, just it, people just need to stop sucking <laughs> it's one of those quietly good players who just don't market themselves too much and they don't really hear about them maybe that's a good thing is they're being professionals but it's also he missed the last couple or three game or few games because of personal matters. I think he's done this right. He didn't moan and complain about God knows whatever, like Kyrie and Ben Simmons and even Simone Biles to some extent. I just like that Calvin really took this approach of under the radar. 
But and now, like, and I know some people deal with it differently, but I think that it, this should be commended because he's not a, he's not impacting his team or making his team answer stupid questions. Well, I'm sure that they will answer something today and tomorrow. But I mean, if I had to point a finger in this one, or if I had to poke a hole in this story, um, it seems weird to me that that Falcons, the, the the head coach, didn't find out about Ridley not playing until Sunday morning. Like, wait, what? Yeah, he learned of it. He learned of his absence on Sunday morning before the game, and that there would be no timeline mm-hmm. for his return. Now, are the Falcons really in? Contention? Eh, probably not. Like, like, let me ask you this: What if, what if Mike Evans stepped away to work on his mental health? A team that's six and two, would we have the same, uh, you know, opinion on him? And that that was one of the fine lines for me to walk. I had to get into more of this uh, than we do, but you you're right because that's what that was my mindset. Like, what if this was Tyreek Hill? What if this was like you said, Mike Evans? What if this was um, like I mean, just any good receiver on a, on a good team? Do we care more because they're in the spotlight more? Definitely would make me wonder. And and the last thing I'll say on this, and there's a reason why people watch First Take and Undisputed. They 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 fuel on that that crap. I agree on the negativity and really wanting to put our fellow man down, and and we've done it too with Ben Simmons. I mean, like we just said, our opinion of Ben Simmons was because he threw a tender, temper tantrum for six months. We don't believe his story, right? But, so, again, I don't, I don't know. I, I don't, I don't want to feel like I'm a flip flopper. But you're right. If you're going to go about it, I guess this is the thing. I mean, we haven't really heard Calvin Ridley as a. I never heard him say anything since he got drafted. That's probably fair. I don't think I don't. I don't think I've ever heard him say anything either. It's probably right. I hope he gets well. Gets whatever help he needs, but right. I hope I hope that football is not the reason his mental health deteriorated because you're just going to step right back in that environment. Yeah, you're right. Money doesn't buy happiness, and people think these guys are just. I don't think they think that, but they 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 hold them to a higher standard. But they're still human beings. I mean, athletic athletic ability doesn't change that. Mm-hmm. Correct. Chiefs are ten and a half point favorites against the New York Giants on Monday Night Football. The over-under is 52 for the total points scored. And if you want to get the Giants money line, it's plus 400 on BetUS.com. Code 120Z for 125% deposit bonus. Help the crew out. And also, if you saw the Matt Damon commercial featuring crypto, it's 200% um, cryptocurrency kind of bonus if you use the code 120Z on BetUS.com. Aaron, thoughts on this um, Monday Night Football game? Yeah, it's a tough one. I mean, I, I'm kind of hoping Danny Dimes, uh, you know, shows up. Did you know he's the leading rusher for the Giants, <laughs> by the well, way? I told you that last year. Yeah, that's probably true. Um, I, I love the turmoil with the Chiefs. So, yeah. Yeah, I don't think I, – I, it's really hard to find a way. I I, I know that Mahomes – Mahomes, for all the wrong reasons, is, is a situation where I'm either on Mahomes or I'm off. So I'm actually looking at a, a teaser here in this spot. It doesn't really, it doesn't really help me because it doesn't it cross. <laughs> it only crosses one key number, and that's the seven. Actually, it would cross ten as well theoretically because the line's ten and a half. But um, I'm looking at a spot where I'm going to try like a seven point teaser where I can get them the Kansas City at three and a half. I know that's bad. Anybody who, who bets, if you're watching this show, Don't you, can yell, you can yell at me on Twitter. But this. I just can't – I can't realistically lay 10.5 points. So if I do anything, which probably won't, 
it'll be a teaser where I tease the over down to 45 and I and I take like a three and a half spot. I'm actually kind of hoping maybe that I can wait a little bit and this comes back down to 10. Then I can get it to three. My best bet would be over 52 here. Um, I, I, I think Daniel Jones can put up points, and especially a late cover too. Um, we saw what the – it's crazy how the Rams over the last two weeks, so I think they've done this the last two weeks. Um, They've gone up on – Terrible teams and like somehow just allow them back in the game. Um, so for this game, even if either team wins, I feel like both teams are going to put up some points. And I think 52 is attainable here. Well, I just actually took a peek at the uh, the weather forecast. It's supposed to be raining all day before, so I don't know how that's going to affect the field. Oh, so yeah, and I'm glad you. I, I'm glad you did that because weather is huge. I don't know if people realize this. Weather is huge on the turtles. Huge. And it's, and it's also going to be in, like, the 40s at night. So, Ah, uh, oh, screw it. Under 52. I'm sorry. I can't, I can't do that. Oh, now he's on the under. I love it. <laughs> no, I can't. I'm serious. I, I'm a huge believer. If it's guaranteed to be raining all day or at least during the game, and then there's, like, it, it's just not pretty weather, I'm completely on the under. Completely. So, in conclusion, we should probably just stay away from this game. Yes. All right, let's talk some hockey. We got about 90 seconds left here. And the Hurricanes, the team I didn't think would come out of the gate hot, has done exactly the opposite. So uh, thanks, Brain. Um, oh! 8-0, but they uh, they had a tough time with those 0-8, 0-8-1, really. Pesky uh, Coyotes, 2-1. Uh, Hurricanes are now 8-0. Um, what do you think, Mike? This is crazy. They're the only team that has any, doesn't even have an overtime loss. Like, even the team above them has an extra point because they played one extra game, which is an overtime loss. It's mm-hmm. kind of cool how long can this last? Because hockey, that's a hard thing to do. To I'm per- lose, yeah, to not lose in regulation. Oh, good morning, Aaron. It's been a 90 minute, probably more than 90 minute Monday. Shout out Coyotes, move your team, sell your franchise, whatever you want to do. Please don't move your team. I like having you guys oh, hours away. I remember that. <laughs> Take us home. Yeah, so my last thing is, yeah, three teams with no regulation losses is pretty crazy, especially the Capitals who have three overtime. Their only losses are three overtime losses. So, um, That is going to wrap it up here for the 90-minute Monday here with uh, – oh, we got uh, Michael Carvello's driving the bus to take you into the next two, Tuesday's show. But visit Mike, and Aaron Drive. visit Mike and Aaron Drive.com to support and visit all of our sponsors, watch past shows, check us out on our YouTube page. We've got some clips there, also the 12-ounce – Sports YouTube page to watch all the shows that you have there. Now Mike's also Mike's a gangster now, and uh, you see the you see the socials right up above Mike over there. It's AM Drive TV on the book, on the bird, on the gram, and on the talk. For Michael Carvelis, I am Aaron Crouch. Thank you to all the sponsors. Thank you to all the listeners. Thank you to Mike for doing everything he does. We'll see you guys tomorrow. Adios.